Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So we've got a episode where I'm surrendering to the universe today. So we will see how it all unfolds. I've got a few ideas of things I want to talk about. But as we know, spirit like to take me in unexpected and exciting different directions. So first of all, I want to do a bit of a deep dive into the Fake Psychic podcast. And firstly, I want to say, if you've started listening to that because of me talking about it on this podcast, and now you feel very uncertain about your experiences with spirit, sorry. <laughs> um I've come out the other side of that a bit more now. So it it is definitely a process. And this is the thing, I think, when you're dealing with the subtleties of energy and the subtleties of the spirit world, it and the disconnected nature of physical life on earth as it is supposed to be. We're not supposed to be in the spirit world. We're supposed to be in the physical world. So as default 
when we start to hear something like that podcast, it does massively trigger us. But it has also brought up some stuff for me. So let me just work out where I want to talk about it first. So for those of you that haven't listened and perhaps don't want to listen, that's fine. Fake Psychic is the story of a gentleman who knowingly became a psychic to rip people off. His intention was always to steal. And he came at it from that. He was trained by other people who were also working with the intention to steal and to scam people. And he earned a lot of money. He was very well known from it. And then at the end of his life, well, towards the end of his life, wrote a tell-all book about how it's like a psychic mafia and there is no real thing as such, no such thing as mediumship. It is all just made up by scammers. And they talk a lot in the podcast, they tell his story, but they talk a lot about hot readings, cold readings. So hot readings are where you've got information from your sitters before they come. You've looked up their details. You've looked up their information. Cold readings are where you use body language and you make um, statements that are very vague that could apply to a lot of people. Now, for some reason, listening to this podcast really triggered me. And I think it is because... It comes from the point of view, not that Lamar um, was, I think it's Lamar, I'm now doubting myself, whatever his name was, not from the point of view that he was a one-off and there were other people who were also stealing, but from the fact, the point of view that all mediumship is fake, it doesn't exist, so mediums are either deluded or fraudsters and they only fit in those two boxes. And so it's quite tough to listen to because there is no exploration at all in it of the potential for the spirit world being real, which is really hard. So it did sort of crack me open but I always believe that everything serves a purpose and I do think that it's important for us as mediums to be questioning the evidence that we have given and whether that evidence is indeed specific enough and if it is really meaningful And so this is the difficulty because I think we need things like this podcast to trigger us into a new wave of mediumship where we are working more for proof. But it is difficult nonetheless because there is a part of you that listens to this podcast and thinks, oh my God, am I just deluded? (laughs) Am I taking everyone along on a deluded ride with me? Where are we all heading? And so playing through all of that, and I know I spoke about that in my faith podcast. I'm not going to go into all of that again. You've heard my thoughts on it. I do believe it's up and down. I do believe that's part of the purpose and not something to be judged. And I also think that there is, I know when I was doing spirit guide readings, I was getting what I felt was really good information. And look, I, you know, I was very well booked up with doing spirit guide readings and healing work. However, 
When I started following the evidential path and really having to commit to specifics, even the first specific of the gender, I've got a man stepping forward here, I've got a woman stepping forward here, uh, stepping into that specificity, specificity, I'm sure you're shouting it at your radio right now, but you know what I mean. Stepping into being that specific of that thing was a trigger for me. But working in that energy and committing to it more also made my spirit guides readings more specific, more evidential, because then I wasn't just settling for what I had settled for before, because I wanted it to be more tailored to the client. So for example, when you're doing spirit guide readings, you can say things like, um, we've got somebody here who's got a, a path here with twists and turns. And I know that they've been on this journey, but I know that they are ready for change and ready for shift. And that will be what you're experiencing in the energy. But when you've worked evidentially, you are more comfortable with going deeper with it. So is this about their spiritual development journey? Is it about their love life? Is it about their work? You might not get it every time, but it's about being open to it. If you don't try, you won't get it at all. So you have to be open to it in order to make that happen. And so I think once you've sat in evidential for a while, you kind of can't go back. And there does become this passion within you for getting it more specific, getting it right more of the time, you know, working harder through it. And I think that those of us that are naturally a little sceptical, naturally a little scientific with it, actually that's part of our gifts. And that's how it should be because we need to be like that to be able to bring the new wave of mediumship in. I also think this is an undoing because I don't think the spirit world are holding any information back from us. As far as spirit are concerned, the information is there and we should just take it. But it's up to us to be open to being able to receive it. Think of yourself like a radio. You can only tune in to the stations that you're open to receiving. You need to be turning your dial and dialing into it, tuning into it. If you're not actively trying to do that, you're not going to get the information and so on and so forth. So actually, it's good to be sceptical because it opens you up to it. It's good to listen to things like fake psychic, psychic, even though they're triggering, because in that triggering comes that, no, I know spirit are real. I know I've had these amazing, extraordinary experiences. So in that case, is my evidence that I'm bringing through enough to convince me that I'm doing a good job? And that's where I think the, the line is, actually. Because mediumship is so misrepresented. Mis I need to put my teeth in today. So misrepresented in the media that sitters can sometimes have ridiculous expectations of what you're able to achieve with it. And because of that representation, of course, you also have sceptics who are like, well, if you if this is how it works, you should be able to do this, this and this. And it doesn't always work like that. Names are a big one. I give names when I get them, but I don't always get them. 
Because sometimes there's too much resistance in me. As soon as you reach for something, you're in the way of it. You have to be surrendered to receive it. If you're thinking, oh my God, I haven't got a name yet, you are reaching for it, not surrendering to it. So finding that space, that sweet spot, always. And so it's a process. And I think it's a good process. And I think it's something that we need to go through. But we shouldn't be resting on our laurels. I've had some really unsatisfactory readings in my time. And that's not to put shame into any other medium. But it is just the interesting thing about when you actually really are in need. And if there's one thing I've learned about myself recently, it is, as I was talking to you about the other day, that I'm very good at presenting a very solid front I don't seem fearful, I don't seem anxious, I don't seem needy because I'm very good at projecting what I want you to see and projecting the energy that I want to move into. So therefore when people read for me they often forget that I'm in need and that's always an interesting thing to me. Um, Nobody books a reading without being in need. If you're booking a reading and not being in need, it's not going to have the right energy. So it's easy when there's somebody sat in front of you and they're exuding confidence to only feel through that first layer of energy. But you have to be able and willing to go deeper. And I think being sceptical in nature or scientific in nature or analytical, however you want to talk about it, actually helps because you're half in your head analysing, do I feel like this is good enough for me? And that's the key. And that's something I've really learned is actually, it sounds stupid, but it isn't about what the sitter believes is good enough. It's about what feels good enough to me. Did I feel like I did a good enough job? Because I've had sitters that have said, you're a load of crap, when I felt like I've done a good job and it hasn't bothered me. I've gone, okay, your expectations are off the wall. Good luck with that. Whereas there's been sitters who have been very happy with what I've done for them and I haven't been happy about the quality of the mediumship I've done. So it's stuck with me. So you're, you know, you've got to be in that space of being happy where you are, but reaching for more, surrendering to the information you're able to perceive whilst opening up to being able to receive other bits of information being analytical, was that enough? If I was in a room with 200 people, would this be specific enough that just one person would raise their hands or do I need to be working harder? Whilst also understanding that there's limitations and sometimes the energy at play within you and within your sitters or the audience can also have an impact on it and finding all of that, all of that within it. So fake psychic It's fascinating to listen to, no doubt. It's really interesting. But it is also triggering because it doesn't offer any any space for anything other than mediums being wrong. And of course, that's difficult. Now, I would love to sit down with the lady that created it and have a proper chinwag and I'm playing around with the idea of messaging her and inviting her on the, on this podcast so we can talk. But equally, 
I understand that if she really doesn't believe and doesn't want to believe in mediumship, there's nothing I can do that will convince her. So do I want to put myself in that vulnerable position where I'm trying to? I'm working through all of that. So there's lots playing around in here. It's a really um, fascinating energy to be in. Now, as you know, I've had a bit of a thing about physical mediumship and trance. And I've been trying to work out where I stand on it. And I'm still trying to work that out. I cannot get a good feeling for where I stand on it at the moment. Um, but one of the things that's really shocking in that podcast is the way that, um, I keep wanting to call him Lamar. I have a feeling that's not his name though. <laughs> in whatever his name is, fraudulent guy who should not be named. Um, in whatever way that, that he's describing it, how they tricked people with the physical mediumship, with the apparitions, with the um, ectoplasm, with the trumpet, with all of those things. And, you know, I, again, I always just feel like Fox Mulder. I want to believe so badly. And I, I've done table tipping. I've seen the surface of a table turn to like the ripples of waves. I've seen stuff like that. But equally, anything I've heard of that's physical mediumship like that has ended up being debunked in some way so far. Oh, but I want it so. I want it so. And so that's an interesting thing. And then I started talking to Spirit about physical mediumship. I've been asking Spirit to flash a light for me for the best part of two years, and they won't. Now, will they not because they don't jump through hoops and it's not the stage in my development where I should be asking them for stuff like that? Is it that they can't and that the idea that they can do that is just our wishful thinking, but because it's something in the physical world, it can't be interfered with? Or is it that it's only for emergencies <laughs> or special moments? Like, I don't know. But I, I just keep waiting for something physical to happen so that I can see that and have that experience and it just doesn't now I don't know if that's because my path is supposed to be evidential and mental mediumship or if because I'm not committing enough to it because we know when physical mediumship was a thing and continues to be a thing it's only for the really committed mediums it's the ones that meet on a very regular basis with only the intention of doing physical mediumship. And that is, and normally I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, because I'm still learning about all this stuff, when there is like one medium who's the physical medium, and then there are supporting mediums that just bring their energy. So you've got to find a group of people that are willing to give up every week to come regular as clockwork, no excuses, never letting you down, building that balance of the group, but for one person to be the one that it all happens to. <sighs> yeah, 
I don't know. I really, really want it. And then I just find it, I just find it all really disappointing. And I don't remember what I said to you about this, but one of the things that I find really interesting about fake psychic is they talk about the start of modern spiritualism and they talk about the Fox sisters and the tapping. They had a spirit in their house that could tap and communicate with them. And then it's almost a throwaway comment in the podcast. They announced that they came out as frauds. I nearly crashed my car. I was like, excuse me, what? Because when I was trying to do the qualifications through the SNU, the Spiritualist National Union, one of the things I had to write about was the start of modern spiritualism and what they did for it. So they came out as frauds. Why are we still giving them airtime? And then it turns out that apparently they tried to retract their fraudulent statement. It's all a bit of a quagmire. They they said they were doing it. Then they said that they were fraudulent and they did it by clicking their toes. And then they came and said, oh, no, we weren't fraudulent. Actually, we really were working with spirit. Work, work that quagmire out. But you would not be giving airtime to that. Bearing that in mind, surely, surely... In the hundreds of years since that happened, we have got, or hundred, whatever it is, we have got enough good stuff that has happened that we can evidence that and not evidence the start of modern spiritualism being something that was later debunked and then un- unbunked. Surely we've got something that is more representative of spirit. If that's the best that we've got as modern spiritualists to talk about something that was fraudulent, I think there's a problem. It's like when you look at archive photos of ectoplasm, you can tell it's a bloody sheet. You can tell it's trick photography. Are we supposed to be acting like these are really the representative points of modern spiritualism? Or are we supposed to be saying, yeah, that's, that stuff's not real, but here's what is real. Here's what we can do. And if we can't do the latter... That surely is the problem. Is it not? Am I oversimplifying it? I don't know. But it just seems weird to me. In all of the years and all of the amazing mediums that have walked, walked this earth, why are we giving focus, energy and attention to that as the start of me- modern mediumship when it's fraudulent? Why have we got that on, on websites as the start of spiritualism when they later said it was fraudulent? I don't, I can't get my head around it. And if we go back to physical mediumship, is my problem with physical mediumship that I want it to be like the stuff that was actually what the frauds were doing? Is there like a collective expectation that physical mediumship will be knocking, flashing lights, um, apparitions, ectoplasm and all of that stuff, but it's actually all faked and has always been faked. And I'm not saying it is. Please don't get all upset if you're a physical medium. I'm just playing around with the energy of this. But 
Is that not our expectation then that these things should be achievable, but actually they weren't achievable to begin with because it was fraudulent? So are we just like when I'm saying it's not like mediumship is not like what you see on the TV? Is it also that physical mediumship and that kind of stuff is not like the frauds made it out to be because they were actually frauds? Like in The Awakening, if you watch The Awakening, that's a good film. Watch that. I just don't know. And it's not, I just really want it to, I want to believe it. I want to, I want to. I wish that there were, if you are a physical medium and you're listening to this, please invite me. (laughs) Invite me, not because I want to debunk you, but because I want to believe so badly. I would like my life to be changed. And I know people that have seen amazing things. My friend in a trance um, demonstration saw the hands of spirit over the hands of the medium. Like, that is freaking awesome. Oh, and here's the rub, isn't it? Because I've seen spirit guides step forward on people's faces. I've seen their faces change. I've seen energy in the shape of a human walk into a room and sit down in someone when they were doing trance. I have got a video somewhere of me doing trance and my whole face disappears. Which just leads back to, doesn't it? It's just never enough for a cynic. It's never enough. They could give me anything. They could flash all of the lights in this room on and off right now nothing and I would still be going yeah but was that just a trick of the electricity and I think that's hard and I think it's hard for those of us that believe I think it is even harder for people that are non-believers because they come at it from even more of a skeptical point of view you know Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to believe you want to prove me an imbecile or a fraudulent trickster. And that's the problem. I hope this is all making sense. I'm just really feel that it's brought up some stuff for me that needs talking about and I don't like to shy away from things and as you can tell it's all still very up in the ether for me and I'm still trying to embed it all in and follow all the little threads of energy and see where I end up and integrate it it's what it's all about 
But if you have started listening to that podcast and it's giving you a wobble, just stick with it because you'll have that initial sort of energetic wound to it. You'll listen to it and then you will remember yourself again. And you will remember your experiences with spirit again. And you'll remember that feeling when spirit stepped forward again. And it will just start to build and build and build and build from there. When I was in Texas, I did a spirit link for somebody and I had a bit of trouble placing it. And the reason I had trouble placing it is because I said that their grandmother looked after them when they were little. And their grandmother didn't look after them when they were little. They looked after their cousins when they were little because they were separated um, overseas. And luckily, the wife of the person I was going to works with spirit, so understood how it works and got that taken. And it just, again, made me think, if I was a sceptic, would I have sat there and gone, well, that's not specific, you know, even though I gave other bits of evidence that did make sense, that's that's it, That's that would be right. Because obviously as mediums, we can get things wrong and we can slightly misinterpret it and we can understand things incorrectly. Oh, it's such an interesting thing. It's why I love it so much because you can be forever just expanding it's the complete continuous expansion I went for a cacao ceremony um, with my dear friend Sue reasonably recently and in the sound bath part of it I could see myself like in the universe amongst all the stars just floating but I was moving into myself, then out of myself, then round, then back into myself. It was like I was exploding outwardly, but then being pulled back into my own orbit. And it was pretty trippy. It was quite hard to explain. I was, it was propelling me forward whilst moving me round and round. And it was the inside of me, the part of me that is internal, expanding out and coming back round behind me and through me and expanding out. And, and I think that is me. That is how I expand, by the constant questioning, the exploding it all taking it all apart and then integrating it and then exploding it all and taking it all apart and expanding into it and then integrating it that is me and so again I'm trying to embrace that part of me and not feel so bad not feel like I'm flying the wrong flag for spirit by having these conversations with you but actually allowing that to be the process And, you know, the funny thing is, when I demonstrated in Texas, the energy was so big, so strong, so instantaneous, so tangible, that in that moment I had no doubt. And that is what erased the doubt that I was having from listening to Fake Psychic. It was like, here we are. And I went, oh, yes, coming home, back to that energy. Great, there we go. Here's the evidence. And it pulled me back out of it. So if you've listened to Fake Psychic and you're thinking, oh my God, do the work. It's the only way to prove to yourself that you can do it is just do it. <laughs> and that is the best I can give you. I hope that that makes sense. 
So this is a bit of an interesting interlude, or maybe not. I started recording this podcast, the first half of it, which you heard yesterday. And I fully intended to get back to it. And then one thing happened and another thing happened and another thing happened. And then all of a sudden we're at 20 past five the following day and I haven't come back to it. But there was a reason for that, because in that time, a penny dropped for me and understanding came. So this morning I interviewed Starseed Akasha, Myra. And Myra is a light language channeler. And it's always, I'm like, I'm in, but I'm out with it. And I will talk about that more um, when her podcast is due to go live. It's over a month away. I've got so many interviews lined up. But we were talking about entities and dark forces. Now, she has a belief system about that, which is absolutely fine. Mine is different, but in The way that there is that thread that weaves and interconnects, she, with a different belief system to mine, has answered a question for me that ties in with Magdalena's email to the podcast from July that I was intending to read next. Fascinating how it all works, isn't it? So let me tell you what Magdalena had to say, and then we're going to talk about where I've got to with all of this. Dear Hannah, it's me again. I wanted to chip in to the dark forces, demonic powers, do they exist or not discussion. I do think that dark forces exist not only on Earth, but also in other realms. There is a theory I read about in Christina Von Dreyen's books that these energetic beings feed off the fear of humans. And so they do a lot of things to cause disruptions and fear among us. That makes sense to me looking at the state of the world. But either way, whether you believe in these beings or not, we shouldn't be afraid. That's the most important thing. When I connect to the spirit world of discarnate spirits, of spirit guides, I feel only light and love there. But that is also the energy I feel within myself when I connect. So when your intentions are full of love and light, then you don't have to worry about connecting. Because what goes around comes around. Simple. But I think there are many, many realms and not all of them are nice. These dark beings, I believe, can't stand love, light or gratitude. So being in this vibration makes it logical to think that they don't exist as you simply don't perceive them because they don't come near you. So whether you believe in them or not, being in the vibration of love and gratitude is the solution either way. I wouldn't recommend giving them too much thought. Why give them the energy? And they can only wreak havoc when we let them. And sometimes this is being used as an excuse. The demon made me do it. Sounds nicer than I made a mistake. I am accountable. So although I do believe in them, I think for many people, not believing them would be a better option. I simply acknowledge their existence, but forget about them in my daily life. They can only be important when we give them importance. Now, I read that email when it came in and sometimes... I miss emails, I'm not going to lie. But sometimes people send me emails and I have to let it percolate through. And this is really, really important to me. And then Myra has come in today and I've got another podcast because 
that I need to talk to you about as well. It's very, oh, it's so interesting how it's all interwebbed and interwoven and you ask the questions and the answers come. And that really is one of my biggest beliefs from, from working with spirit is you have to be open to asking the question in order to receive the answer. So I was still sitting with this and thinking about it, Magdalena, and still, I guess for me, one of the most important things is to be the representative for the spirit world as I perceive them. But also I'm very conscious that if somebody's afraid, I don't want to gaslight their feared experience that they've had. And finding that sweet spot in all of that, it's difficult. I'm really, really disheartened with the leading, most followed mediums in the UK continuing their dialogue about demons and dark forces, talking about doll possessions, crystal possessions, things like that. Because, yeah, you're right, Magdalena, whether, whether they exist or not, whether we believe in them or not, giving that energy to them is only drawing our attention to them. Now, Myra does believe in um, other forces in the universe that are trying to cause disruption in our energy bodies. But interestingly, when I asked her whether our souls are choosing that, she also said that they are. And this, I think, really is the point. You are creating your own experience in this physical plane. We talk about that a lot. And that means that for some of you, Maybe dark forces do exist. Maybe there are things to be afraid of, not because they are part of the spirit world, but because you are calling them into your reality, which is a different thing. So I still maintain that the spirit world is nothing but love. I still maintain that. It's only the good stuff. And I still say, as you will have heard me say on the podcast, that our humanness comes here to experience duality, to experience bad stuff. I still believe that that is why bad things happen on Earth, is partly because of human free will and choice, but also partly because that's the experience our souls want. We don't want to come here for a physical incarnation of the spirit world. We've got the spirit world. We understand that. This is the learning ground and you learn in the contrast. You learn in the negative. You learn in rising through the darkness to find the light. That is what I personally believe we come here for. Which means we come here for difficulties and hardships and heartache and heartbreak and grief because your souls aren't grieving. Your souls know there is no separation it's a human experience. The loss, the, the loss of somebody in the physical is not felt by your soul because your soul is in spirit. And that's when we look at different streams of energy and consciousness. So I think that the experience you have here is a direct correlation of the frequency of energy that you are calling to you by your belief system, your thought patterns and your actions and your emotions. So you are calling to you your experience and that's how I believe law of attraction works. Not the fluffy I've written down I want X amount of money and that money is coming kind of way but in the way that your experience is shaped 
by your frequency. Now, within that, of course, there are set things that your soul has signed up to experience here that are going to come in regardless of your frequency. But apart from that, you are the creator. And what that means from a spirit point of view is not that spirit has dark forces, demonic attachments and things like that, in my opinion, but that that energy that you call energy to you and you create the experience you're having here so if you believe in that stuff you are experiencing that stuff because you are creating that energy you are creating the energy of spooky stuff and that is why Magdalena you're exactly right regardless regardless of whether it is aliens with an agenda demonic dark forces demons from hell whatever it is we know it has no power if we don't give it any. Think labyrinth. You have no power over me. It's exactly the same. So regardless of whether you believe or you don't believe, whether you're on the fence or you're off the fence and you've picked a side, it's kind of irrelevant. Magdalena's right. All that we need to be doing is vibing so high it can't be in our frequency. It can't be in our experience. Interesting, huh? Well, I think it is. Another interesting thing is, after I started recording the first half of this two-parted craziness of a podcast, I interviewed Jenny Geranix. Again, an interview that you're going to have to wait for. Sorry about this, guys. I'm doing one a week every week uh, for the next three months. So you've got loads of guest interviews to listen to. Now, um, she was talking on her podcast, Spirit Call, about going to see physical mediumship. And I'd got so far through it. And then in the way that my life is, the chaos that I'm creating for myself at the moment, I had uh, not listened to the end. So I wanted to ask her about the physical mediumship because I'd recorded the first half of this podcast and I was very much in that space of does physical mediumship exist but I know people who have seen stuff I believe in their experience I believe in them what what's going on and she was saying that she had all these amazing physical mediumship experiences in the seances that she went to but she also went to see magicians who did the same thing and she told me that the energy that she experienced was different. So the magicians are creating the same outcome, but it doesn't have the same presence of spirit or the same feeling. Um, and that is what she believes makes the difference in physical mediumship. So maybe that's what we should be looking for, what I should be looking for as I'm going on this journey. It's just so fascinating to me and I'm still picking through it all but I also think that's important one of the things that Myra was saying earlier is that knowledge can also be a limitation and I guess to that I'm very lucky because I have had moments where the knowledge that has been given to me has become what I believed to be fact and I have been able to unpick it but isn't that what all of us are really doing and we feel weird about it 
we feel weird about it because the way that the world is presented to us is that if we set ourselves up as a medium, as doing this or the other, we have to have all the answers. And actually, it's not about having all the answers. It's about allowing an evolution in your experience and your understanding to take place. So that's where I'm at with all of that right now. And finding it just a really interesting space to be. And this is what I love about spirit. I'm how many years deep into this journey now? And I'm still asking the questions and receiving the answers and having my understanding and my evolution and my expansion. And I hope that you are too. And I hope that you are enjoying coming along with me as I pick through all of this stuff and try and make sense of it. But ultimately, your goal needs to be to be vibrating at the highest possible frequency available to you at this time. And what that involves doing is going through your stuff and putting down, letting go and releasing anything that no longer vibes with you. Anything that isn't part of the new energy for yourself. And when I was talking on the podcast before about multiple deaths that we experience, I think that's what it's all about. It's about moving forward. And we really struggle with that because we hold so tightly our identities all tied up in our experiences. When I was an entity release practitioner, that was part of my identity. I was out there doing the good fight, being of service to spirit, healing people, helping people, clearing their houses. And then I realized that I was doing no such thing. Except I was, because if they believed that I was, that energy had gone. So I was doing the good work, but it wasn't, it was truthful to me at that time. It's no longer truthful to me. It's so complicated, isn't it? But you have to understand you're creating it. And so I really want to end today by inviting you to lay yourself to rest to think and really sit and visualise where you want to be and then lay the parts of yourself that are no longer part of that to rest. What I'm seeing at the moment is a real influx of people in my experience who are calling the oldness into their newness. If you imagine that you're on like a travelator, like you get at the airport and you're constantly moving vibrationally, constantly, you're constant, you can't stop the evolution, you can't stop the unfoldment, you can't stop the shifts. Now, if you're like me and you're constantly wanting more and opening up to more questions, you will find that you move forward more quickly, like jumps on the travelator that take you forward. But the travelator, regardless, is always going. And I'm seeing a lot of people pulling in energy from the old. And so if you find yourself talking about a bad experience that you've had repeatedly, it's time to stop. If you find yourself talking about an illness or an unwellness that you're carrying 
Don't let that be part of your identity. Stop talking about it. Stop posting about it. Stop sharing about it. You're only feeding it energetically and bringing it more into your awareness. And I'm aware that there's stuff that I do in this too. I'm not talking to you and preaching at you from a, I've got this all sorted. When I was talking to Jenny Duranix yesterday, I brought up a big long story about some trauma on my spiritual path with some teachers that I had. And then my neck flushed terribly as it does. And I was driving to pick my kids up from school with the air conditioning on, trying to take the red down in my neck. And I thought, why did I do that to myself? That story has no power over me anymore. That wasn't, I don't even recognise the person that sat in that group that was belittled. Why am I still talking about it? And so uh, being aware of that, being aware that me on my travelator, I've moved miles away from that experience. But what did I do yesterday? I took that experience and brought it into my present. And knowing that you have the option to put that stuff down at any moment. And it's the same with your development. You don't have to be stuck. You can keep moving, keep questioning, keep asking for the information to come and spirit will get it to you. Two massive questions for me, the physical mediumship one, whether any of it's real, whether any of it's working and the demons and dark forces conversation that we've been having for months on this podcast, both answered in the last 24 hours for now. Until I get more questions, no doubt. So be reaching for that newness. Say goodbye to the old version of you. You don't need them anymore. It's time to move into this new chapter of who you want to be. Who your soul is calling you to be. And what vibrationally aligns with that idea. You can't be moving in the direction of newness and remain the same yourself. You need to be clearing, shifting, reassessing, analysing and letting go. I hope that this is a cohesive podcast experience for you being recorded in two halves over two days. Maybe you'll see the growth. When I listen to it back, maybe I'll see the growth from yesterday's half to today's half. If you're watching on YouTube, you will see that there was addition of cheesy sparkly curtains because I just feel like it at the moment. So they're in my Reiki studio when they weren't yesterday. Still wearing the same jumper though. (laughs) And uh, let me know your thoughts, your questions, your feedback. Does this resonate with you? Is it making any sense? Let me know. And I will catch up with you again next week. Have a good one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.